Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On today's show, we're going to talk about FanFest a little bit. We're going to talk about two new members of the Astros Hall of Fame and a few more things. But before we can do that, let's bring them in. Tom, what is up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And I would just like to shout out Rob first and foremost. He put me on the mission to get out to see the uh, the trophy, the, the caravan. And uh, in my hot little hand, I have a baseball, which if you're on YouTube, you can see. And I will rotate it to the magic man, Seth Martinez. Yes. So it's kind of, kind of blurry. I don't know if the camera will pick it up. But I can't see it. There it is. There we go. It's got the magic man, Corey Lee, and David Hensley on it? Yes, yes. And let me tell you, these were three of the nicest guys. I mean, it was cold. It was windy. It was ugly. You know, like, could have been like, is are we done yet? I was there, like, right at 6 o'clock. The line was still crazy long. They were supposed to be done at 6 o'clock. Total professionals. Handled everything with class. Just, you know, sit back. Hey, just really happy to see the fans out there and be able to sign autographs for the kids. There was a group of boys in front of me. They were on cloud nine. They bought a pack of cards. They had their their uh, space cowboy card that they got signed. So really cool little event. I didn't make it up to the trophy. That line was still crazy long. Mm. But uh, they had kids on the field the whole nine. So definitely worth the time. Thanks for Rob for putting me on it. And as soon as I get this man's address, I will ship this ball out to him. He'll be able to put it right over his left shoulder with all the other Astro stuff. Right there. Dude, I'm so excited. I appreciate you so much for doing that. And it probably turned out to be an amazing experience for you as well. Um, it was. It was a little, it was a little like rushed. I would have liked to have been there on time, but I got out of work a little late. So I didn't get to really circle the wagons, as they say. Ran down, bought a couple of baseballs. All right, where's it at? Got in line. And the lines were, were incredibly long considering the weather conditions, considering how late it was. You know, I would have thought towards the end, things would have wound down. People would have went home, especially with FanFest the, the next day. But fans came out, and then we're going to get into the FanFest. It, it was quite the show. I don't have a whole lot to say about FanFest except what I've seen online. <clears throat> and ju just to see some of the hauls that fans made. I mean, some guy posted a picture. The guy has Jordan, uh, Altuve, Almost anybody you can think of, he had autographs from all these guys. What an amazing thing. I guess I'm going to have to get out there someday because that looked like an amazing experience. I say we plan for next year. I'm there next year. I'll, I'll set stuff aside. We'll go. All right. One Robin other thing Tom I, at Fan Fest. One other thing while I got you, I broke out the dugout mug. Let me tell you, this thing is awesome. I'm on my second one, like as far as like drink. Filled it full of water, ice cold. Uh, I imagine this is what the water tasted like in the movie The Water Boy when he had the extra <laughs> ice cold water because this is awesome. It keeps it incredibly cold. Shout out to Dugout Mugs. Definitely get you a Dugout Mug. Worth it. Spill proof also. You can close that lid and flip it upside down. It won't spill a drop. It's pretty awesome. All right, so they also announced the 2023 Astros Hall of Fame or the 2023 class for the Astros Hall of Fame, Billy Doran and my boy, Bill Brown. Have you ever called my phone? 
and <laughs> and and listen to my voicemail? I've not. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to do that. I won't tell you about it, but just call my voicemail or call my phone, and I won't. I'll let it ring, and you can listen to the voicemail. But Duran was a nine-year veteran with the Astros, played 12 years overall. He was a sixth-round pick in 1979 when I was just a youngster of eight years old. Something cool that I read about him, he helped Craig Biggio make the move to second base. So big shout-out to him. He had two home runs in the 86 NLCS, a 266 lifetime batting average with the whopping 84 home runs. That's two years of Jordan's home runs, 497 RBIs and 209 stolen bases. I don't think I watched the Astros back when he was playing. Heard the name, don't really know a lot about him. I'm in the same boat with you. Did not necessarily know who he was, heard of him, but had to do some homework. Really wild for me that, that you know, on Twitter, there was people that were really excited that he got the nod, which meant that, you know, the older crowd definitely appreciated it, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm still like blown away that I guess Brownie wasn't already in. I kind of assumed he was. Like when I, I know, found right? out, it was like he's in now. Like I would assume he was already there. Yeah, Bill Brown called Astro games for thirty years. He's an amazing guy. He's been on the podcast twice. The, he was like the first big name person I've ever talked to. And I was so nervous. You could probably <laughs> hear it in my voice. I, I was nervous to death, but now I'm pretty comfortable around him. He even asked me, just call me Brownie. And I couldn't do it. It just sounds so weird for a guy that, <laughs> you know, has done what he's done and a guy you respect just to call him by his nickname. But that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted me to call him. And I still didn't. So Doran said, I'm flattered and honored and shocked and thankful. All rolled into one. And then Bill Brown said, I haven't really been able to process it yet. I'm happy for Billy Doran. If I can hang out with him, it'll be a good day. So this, I wrote the date down earlier, but I think it's August 12th is when they will have the uh, Hall of Fame induction. Sometime in August. I think it's August 12th. So, yeah, I, for me, if, if that's something I can attend, I, I look forward to it. Um, I think that it's awesome that we're doing the right thing and recognizing some of the greats for the Astros, you know, for some of the people that are just, you know, weren't always fans. I think it's awesome that, you know, people are going to get the history lesson and be able to go back in time and, you know, talk about some of the guys that were before their time or were before the Astros were really this, this talented, you know, there was, there was a lot of people that were involved in, you know, kind of cultivating, like you said, bringing Biggio along who kind of brought, you know, that workman type mentality that I feel like Altuve has. So all of these guys needed to be in line in order to create kind of the culture that the Astros kind of have. And I mean, like you said, Brownie calling all those games. I know he called him when I was a kid, you know, it was a voice that I, I kind of, you know, hear in my head when I think about some of the, some of the Astros calls as a, as a young person. So, uh, I mean, great stuff. Definitely look forward to Astros baseball be, because of, you know, we got that going on and then, you know, all the, the, the additions to the club and then FanFest just really gets you charged up. I heard there was 30, over 34,000 people that attended FanFest. So that's not, you know, a couple people. That's like, that's like a, a sellout crowd <laughs> at, an, at an Astros game. 
Someone announced that and they made a joke that uh, Tampa Bay Rays asked if they could have some of our fans because they don't even get that many at a game ever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a testament to how much this city rallies around the Astros, in part because the Rockets aren't good and the Texans aren't good. But I mean, you know, ever since, you know, the hurricane stuff and, you know, all these players, you know, just kind of really, really bond with the fan base. So the fan base turns around and, and, you know, they come out full force when we have something like this happen. One of the memories I have of Bill Brown, I guess it was a, uh, I guess they, I was on day shift. So I was able to watch the games at night and I had tweeted when they were on root sports that I was so happy that I'm on day shift. So I get to watch, you know, the Lone Star series. And so they read it on they read it on the broadcast. But like Rob says, he's happy that <laughs> he's on day shift so he can watch the Lone Star series. And then I think Blummer might have been with him. I can't remember who was with him at the time. And then uh, Bill Brown was like, Well, Rob, sorry, but you know, Wednesday or Thursday, they have a day game. Sorry, you know, something like that. And I just thought it was so cool that he read my tweet. That was my kind of my first interaction with him. And I, I just thought it was amazing. I mean, definitely cool that that's like a thing, right? I think in the past, you know, before Twitter and social media, these guys were just, you know, figures on the TV. You would never be able to reach them. And now, you know, they can kind of reach back in and kind of, you know, show their appreciation for you following them and, and willing to converse back and forth. Yeah. There's a lot of negativity on Twitter, but there's also a lot of positive things and there's a lot of chances to interact with these, these players that you don't really, where you wouldn't get to talk to. Um, another thing I want to bring up is I don't have the whole list, but I'm pretty excited about this. They announced the spring training, non roster invitees. And my boy, Luke Berryhill is on there first. I heard it. Before they announced it, his dad his dad messaged me and told me he was he was probably more excited than I am. That's awesome. I mean, there's a lot of young guys that are very promising that you know could potentially be slid up a rung in the uh, the minor league system. So for them to get their first you know taste of spring spring training ball with the big club, I think that only makes it that much easier for them to kind of feel a part of the club and be able to go into their, you know, preparations for their seasons to have better seasons because they're learning from uh, Luke learning from uh, Maldi. It's, it's, it's gotta be, you know, so much knowledge that he just pours into him just, just casually, you know, like how to, how to come to the ballpark, how to prep, how to, how to, you know, handle pitchers, all those things where, yeah, you probably get some training from some coaches, but to see Maldi do his work and to know, hey, this is a guy that's had a, a well-established career, and if I could just be like this, I have the potential to do that as well. All right, so I got uh, something about Yuli Gurriel and then some other things plus some fair foul, and we'll get to that right after this. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, let's talk about Yuli. I wrote Yuli rumors on here. Pretty sure you heard it. Pretty sure most of the people here have heard it. But they haven't heard us talk about it. I've heard rumors that he's in talks with the Miami Marlins. But I also saw this. Jeff Bagwell. They talked to Jeff Bagwell. I think it was during FanFest. He said there's nobody that loves Yuli more than us. It's just trying to find the right fit. He's a huge part of our success, so we'll continue to monitor the situation. The thing that I read about Yuli Gurriel, and this is something you and I both touched on, he wants to go where he has the most playing time. He doesn't want to be a reserve guy. But I also read that the Marlins just traded for a first baseman that I believe was an all-star last year. Well, yes and no. He can play first, but that's not where he's going to play for the Marlins. So the Marlins just traded uh, for Luis Arise with the from from the Twins for a starting pitcher. Uh, struggling with his name right now. It's Pablo something. Anyway, Arise is a second baseman. Jazz Chisholm was their second baseman. They're moving Jazz to center. However, Miami already has a first baseman that was an All Star as well. I think his name is Cooper. And uh, I think that it's it's really weird for Yuli because obviously he wants to go play. He does not want to be a reserve guy, like you said. I've also heard that the Astros has offered him a contract to be the reserve guy. So it is not that the Astros do not want Yuli Gurriel. It's not in the same vein where it's like, oh, we don't want to pay him. Or, you know, they've offered him with the stipulation that you will be the super utility guy. I think... What, what, what's really interesting is like, so people were trying to track down, you know, what Yuli was doing. He followed the Marlins and he unfollowed the Astros on Instagram. Then he unfollowed the Marlins on Instagram. So, you know, I'm constantly watching his Instagram because I'd like to know what he's going to do too. I think that the consensus is that he's going to be a Marlin, but I think if that was the case, it would be already be done. I really think that if they can't guarantee so many at-bats for Yuli that why go why why go be a utility guy for the Marlins who have no chance to win or or very little chance I should say or be the utility guy for the Astros who have every chance to win and with one injury anywhere he's the starting guy for you know the World Series favorites yeah so i think that's why this isn't a done deal i think Yuli's really wrestling with it if he can get <clears throat> more playing time somewhere that's where he'll be. If he can't, 
then I, I can see him being in Houston. A lot of guys were asked about him at FanFest. Uh, McCullers asked about him at FanFest. He said, I hope they bring him back. You know, um, they asked Jordan. Jordan's uh, speech kind of made you think that he was already out the door. So I don't know. But until he signed, I'm always going to think there's a chance that Yuli Gurriel plays in number 10 for the Astros. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of playing time for him. And like, I had the same thought you did. Why go be a utility guy for Miami when you can be here in Houston? And they're they're still stuck on 39 men. There's still a place for them. They haven't filled it yet. The one thing I was thinking is somebody in spring training is playing for that spot. And I wrote it down somewhere, but they had a story. They were talking to David Hensley. And they were, it said in the story that if Mauricio Dubon gets one of those like utility guy spots, then he's going to have to go against that uh, Bly Madrid guy. So I, I thought David Hensley was a, a shoe in, but picking up that new guy kind of puts a wrinkle in it. And I think honestly, what it amounts to also, I believe David Hensley's got options. So when you have when you have options, you can still move to the minors, to the majors, to the minors, to the majors. There's a, there comes a point in everybody's career where okay, you can't go down like that, and they can and they can keep you without having you play so many innings or something like that. So once you ex- exhaust all those options, you have to kind of stay with the big club, or they have to release you or whatever. Where. I think he can kind of float a little bit. So that would make that a possibility. Ultimately, we'll see soon enough. I think, I think really what, what Yuli's waiting on, I think maybe some, some of the other clubs are waiting on because I heard the twins are in on him too, is that the world baseball class is going to happen during spring training. God forbid anybody get injured, but if somebody did, he'd probably be the first guy they called to fill somebody's spot just because he can play so many other positions on the infield. So if Yuli pr- performs well, is he, he's playing in the classic too, right? I don't know about that. I, I can't remember if he's on a club or not. I know he's training every day. Like he posts videos every day, him in the gym, which I think is awesome. So we'll see. All right. Yep. Still, still not determined. So. We'll still keep you up to date with the Yuli situation. Um, I saw this story. It said each Major League Baseball team's coolest current jersey. So I was thinking it was going to be this jersey, that jersey, this jersey, or that jersey. And that's not what it was. It was their number. And who do you think they picked for the Astros? Did you see the story? I like to I ask you. I did not. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. So based on the number, look at the. Look at the players, see the number on their back, and go, that kind of looks cool. Uh, Jeremy Pena? Number three? Yeah. They I picked, don't know. They picked Luis Garcia. They said that 77 looks pretty cool. Okay. But I don't get the whole story. I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be a jersey. Because some people, it was like, this guy's number 29 and this whatever. I just, I just don't get it. One thing, I, I when you said that, I thought you were talking about something totally different the Astros Twitter account asked, proposed a question to the fan base the other day that said, 
which jersey should we bring back? And it was the shooting star or the uh like the white, blue, and like orange and said Astros across the front. You know, it was, rainbow it was, sleeves. I don't think it had all the it was it was all white though. I think it had like the 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 rainbow like lines down the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, 80s yeah. one. Exactly. So the 80s versus 90s. Basically. And, and Jeremy people... Pena was wearing the 80s, right? Correct. So they were they were saying, uh, which one which I voted one would you for bring that. Back? Jeremy Pena looked cool in that 80s jersey. So I'm curious, are the Astros gonna bring one of these jerseys back for like a Tuesday night something or that one day, kind of like like I know they're still going to have the Space City uniforms that they're going to wear, but I think they're going to add another wrinkle. I was just curious. Well, even when they did the, uh, what was it called? The flashback weekend or mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact name of it, but they didn't wear any uh, old jerseys. It was really weird. In the past, they would wear the rainbow jerseys. I don't know why yeah. I can't think of the name of it. It ain't flashback week. It's. <laughs> I don't know. It's retro week. I, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I have no idea, but they should definitely wear that one. All right. So I got some fair fouls for you. Okay. Curious if you've seen the new leaked gold World Series hats for the Astros. I have not. I'm I'm hoping they're they're amazing. You haven't seen them. I have not. So how am I gonna do a fair foul? But anyway, well, I mean, I I can tell you that anything is better than last year's one. Last year's world's they or did the, a gold, the or the or the year before. I the, think the, it's the, like I think it's like the gold hat that goes with the gold jerseys. That's what I think. Right, right. But it looks pretty cool. But the other one, it's just the same, but it's gold. But it has a humongous patch on the side, and I'm just not mm. a side patch kind of guy. I have on, to the, see it. on the inside in the inside the waist the headband is also gold and it's got a gold bill kind of like the 90s uh road or alternate hats with the gold bill the shiny gold bill a lot of people like it i'm not a huge fan of it but it's way better than that that world series locker room hat that looks like you bought it at a gas station really tom's currently looking at it folks but i say foul i know a lot of you like it and i'm sorry but if you're on YouTube, the one I'm wearing is way better. I'm trying to look it up right now. I feel I feel like I need to see this <laughs> leaked. I should have looked it up and tagged you in it. Is it on Twitter? It's not. It's not yes, something. Yes. All right. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. I'll, I'll look it up. So I saw a story. Brandon Belt was. Tr- I guess he signed with the Blue Jays. He's going to be their first baseman, and he said. The Blue Jays should be the World Series favorite. What do you think about that? I think that anyone that would say that the Astros are not the World Series favorite because of whatever reason, is just probably not smart. You know, like like they've earned that respect. Unless unless like half the team left, I get it. You know, Justin Verlander went out the door, but. We've made this conversation back and forth hundreds of times already. I think they're better than they were last year. So how you don't, and then Vegas turns around and says, you know, oh, I think they're the, uh, the odds on favorite to win the world series. So why would Brandon Belt think anything? I mean, I obviously it's, it's probably, you know, the trendy pick 
They are a very good young talented team. I won't argue that, but I think there's a, a respect thing that's not happening where the Astros should earn the respect of being the World Series favorites right out the gate until something changes, until somebody can beat them. All right, so I've seen this hat like 20 times today. <laughs> and now all it is is Cowboys. Cowboy t- haters cow- talking about the Cowboys losing to the 49ers. So <sighs> we're going to have to pass on this. If you're on if you're on YouTube, you're just looking at me and him both staring down at our phones. But, <laughs> but I will talk about this Blue Jay thing as well. The Blue Jays, I thought they would really give the Yankees a run in that division. And they didn't. They did kind of, but they didn't win the division. We've we've already spoke that the, the, the Yankees haven't really made themselves better. They did make the rotation better, but they're not really a, a better team overall. I mean, the Blue Jays have a lot of talent. So they, they could be the, I mean, the sports writers aren't going to put them number one because they got to put the Yankees number one, but I, I I'll agree with this piece of that. What he said, I think they can win the AL East. Yeah, I definitely can agree to that. I mean, the AL East is always a very tough division when the Red Sox, when you think the Red Sox aren't any good, they win. Uh, Tampa's always going to be right in the mix. They're a very good team. Baltimore's young, up and coming. The Yankees are the Yankees. So when you list all these teams out, they really are going to beat themselves up. You know what I mean? So I would think that the Yankees probably find a way to get it done because they always do. And Toronto's the wild card, something like that. But it would not shock me if Toronto puts it all together because they've got a really, really good young ball club. They just went out and traded for an all-star outfield slash catcher, big bat, and Dalton Varsho. They they have all the pieces. It's just being able to put them together and seeing it through the finish line. We'll see. So we both say foul. They shouldn't be the World Series favorites because the Astros are. Who is that pitcher for the Braves? His name is like Steven Stryker. Strider. Strider. He's changing his number to 99. Yes. He was a huge fan of the movie Major League. (laughs) And I I think think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. If there's a number available for you that you love and you just take it, I think it's awesome. But I see, I want to, I want him to fully embrace it though. When I read this story, I need you to cut your hair. Get a mohawk. Like like wild thing. I need the glasses with the skull and the crossbones in the middle. I need all of it. You know, Entrance I need you music, to, all that stuff. I need you to hit a couple batters. I need all of it. <laughs> all right, number three, salmon. The color or the fish? Why would I talk about the color, Tom? Some people do. I don't know. That'd be some a boring people, fair or foul. Some people like the to fish. wear the color. <laughs> would you like to eat salmon fish? There you go, the fish. If it's properly prepared, yes. I, I'm Ooh. I'm a fan of fish. Um I hate when it's undercooked or, you know, like, like doesn't have like a little, like I, I prefer any fish to be like blackened or, or grilled with a little char to it. I think when you steam it or bake it, it just doesn't do it for me. So that's, that's, that's my opinion on fish as a whole. I usually like it fried, but I'm going to say, do fair, that too. I'm going to say fair on the salmon. Cause when my wife and I first met, 
she was looking at the salmon. I was like, oh, no, I don't like salmon. I don't like it. And then she made it for a party or she made it at a cooking show. And I tasted it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. So we actually went to like a party to watch the Cowboys. And that's where she she made it and took it over there. So I like it. I'll say yes on salmon. I think it's a really good, healthy choice, properly prepared. I mean, obviously, if you fry anything healthy, it's no longer healthy. But because uh, I'm, I'm a huge avocado guy. Put that stuff on everything. But a fried avocado is not healthy anymore. <laughs> All right, number four. Someone also brought... Now I can't think of it. Wingstop. They brought Wingstop. So before I tell you my story, let me say Farafell drums. Is it drums or drumstick? Either way. I think some people shorten it, but it's... Drums or flats? (laughs) Oh, I had to make a fair foul. Drums are better than flats. So for me, that's fair. For me, that's fair. However, my boss, huge wing guy, we eat, we, we eat wings. Like if there's a, if there's a, a team lunch, like 95% of the time, it's going to be wings, whether it's pluckers, whether it's wing stop, uh, B dubs, you name it. We're doing wings. He orders same thing every time, all flats. And I'm always kind of like, huh, but teach his own. I'm going to say foul because I would also be just like him. <laughs> I'm too cheap to pay the extra fi- uh, the extra price to get all flats, but I would. <laughs> I would. I'll eat well, both, but I mean, the, the reason I thought of asking you this is because I opened the container and I searched out the flat. Flat, flat. <laughs> I got all flats because that's what the best is. All right. This is going to be a surprise for you, Tom. You do okay. know about it, but you're going to be surprised that I'm bringing it up now. Okay. <laughs> Fair foul. You and I should do a Texans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Tom about this. If he thinks we should do it. So we kind of been talking about it, but we're kind of, I, I don't know. I think we're either on the fence and we're about to fall over on the yes side, I would say. Okay. For me, it's fair because I can talk about sports all day long, twice on Sunday. You know, I'm going to watch the football games. I'm going to watch the baseball games. I'm going to watch the Rockets games. They're God awful, but I'm going to watch them. <laughs> and and you know what? If we were going to sit here and talk Rockets, I could do that with you. So if you're asking me to sit down and talk Texans with you, be more than happy to and and would look forward to getting with Steve if Steve wanted to talk Texans or whoever, you know, like like talking to other people, you know, getting that kind of feel for, you know, the fan base's opinions. I know there's the super fan. Uh, what's her name? Debbie. She goes to all the, yes, Debbie. She goes to all the She'll games. She'll be on the first episode. I would that? love, love, love to hear her we'll stories. Her. That yeah. would be awesome because no one is more dedicated than Debbie. I'm telling you that right now. And I would love to, to hear her opinions because you can definitely see there's a lot of negativity around both the Rockets and the Texans. Yeah. And it's like, it's because people are, are not used to having a rebuild and there's some people aren't built for it. You know, when the yeah. Astros were God awful, they were, there were people that were doing that too. They were saying, I'm, I'm done with the Astros. I'm going to go follow the Rangers. I'm going to go be a Yankee. Oh yeah. Fan. That made me, you know mad. what I mean? 
and and it's like you speak about that okay when i first started at toyota walking in with my astros hat it was the the black one with the brick red star back from the pinstripe days and everybody had the rangers hats on why do you wear you got astros hat on why do you like them they suck i go because that's my team I don't care if they, I don't care how bad they are. That's my team. Flash forward 2017 to the present. They all have Astro hats on. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, this made me feel good. So I got a new boss one time and I was, I guess I was absent his first day. So he saw my name and he's like, I'm not really familiar who this guy is. And then the next day when I showed up, he told me, hey, I didn't recognize your name. But now that I see you, I'm like, hey, that's the guy that wears the Astros hat every day. So I'm known for it. Nothing wrong with that. San Antonio is interesting because when I was there, when I worked at Boeing, it was the same thing. A lot of the same thing. Yeah, this was really bad. San Antonio is kind of like the melting pot. You get obviously the minor league club was what the Padres back in the day. It's no longer the Padres, right? It's Padres now. Okay, the, mission, I, the missions, right? The missions. I can't remember who they were before the Padres. So you'd have people that would be fans of that team because the missions were the minor league club in San Antonio. So, and then a lot of Ranger fans, tons of Ranger fans. You got to remember they were really good for like a, a small stretch early when they went 20, to two world series in a row. Right, right, right. You know, 2011, 2012, something like that. And flash forward, all my buddies now go Astros. <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. Mm-mm. All right. So my answer so there's one day we were talking about football. Because we were talking about, I think, uh getting that Saints coach to come over and you're just going and going. And I was like, <laughs> this guy really loves to talk football. And overall, I just like to talk and I like to try to entertain people. And then I kind of looked and we, you know, our podcast is associated with fan sided. So our podcast, if you go to Fan Sided, uh, Climbing Tall's Hill, you can see our podcast there. There's a link to it. But there's not a Texans one. And I, I saw that and I was like, hmm, maybe we should do it. So look for that. It might happen. I'm almost sure it's going to happen. I'm excited. Now, I don't have a favorite team in football. But once Tom and I sign this contract and shake hands, <laughs> it's Texans 100% without a doubt I'm going to fall in love with this team and I'm going to grow with them they're rebuilding and I'm going to grow with them and Debbie the Texan first guest I hope so debut episode our first episode she's going to be on here all right so speaking of guests Monday Jill Duran I don't know if you know who this is but she's been on here before because she's a minor league play-by-play broadcaster. And she actually got a chance to call an Arizona Diamondbacks game this year. So I'm bringing her back, talk about her experience in the last season and also with the Diamondbacks. So Monday, I know you're available. <laughs> and the next one is Wednesday. Notice I didn't do a Tuesday one, Tom. Hey, that's but smart. Mitch, Former Major League Baseball player, eight years. We're friends on Facebook. And he made a comment. And I said, hey, you can come on my podcast anytime. And he said, just say when. 
Kevin Minch, <laughs> eight years. And I don't want to spoil the thing I want to tell them, but that's coming Wednesday, Tom. So it's Looking up to you. Looking forward to both it. of them. All right. You'll be here? Absolutely. That should be pretty awesome. That's all I have. Now we got time for Tom's final thoughts. Go for it. All right. So I didn't have anything prepared. Uh, I guess we can definitely talk a little bit more to Yuli, somebody near and dear to our hearts as Astros fans. I've seen on Twitter a lot of people have gone out of their way. They kind of feel like the writing's in the wall. I won't do that. Call me a homer. Call me whatever you want. But I'm not going to give up on the guy until I know he's not an Astro any longer. And, I mean, even if he becomes a Marlin and something happens where we need something at the trade deadline, I'm going to be pining to go get Yuli Gurriel off the Miami Marlins. But uh, so critical to this club, you know, climbing from 300 lost seasons to now being where they are, you know, his presence uh, with, with recruiting, I don't think is ever talked about enough. I think that a lot of people aspire to want to be in his presence. And for that, for however many years, it's been as a Houston Astro, he was there, Michael Jordan, you know, kids growing up wanted to come play for this club. So I don't think we can ever truly thank him for what he did for the city of Houston in that aspect. Like, I think that his presence has done so much more than just hits and, and, and outs. And you know what I mean? His on the field stuff is everyone knows, but the stuff's off the field. I mean, obviously with the hair, the flair, you know, just, just a guy you could gravitate around. So if this is the end of Yuli's time as an Astro, I can't thank him enough for his time as an Astro. And that is my final thought. Let's talk about Yuli. You know, and I, I don't think there's one person that listened to this podcast that <clears throat> doesn't know who my favorite player is. It used to be George Springer and Yuli Gurriel. Now it's Yuli Gurriel and Maldonado. But with the Jeremy Pena coming out and doing this, I really like Jeremy Pena a lot. But like I said, I'm like you. Come back, Yuli. If you can't find anywhere to start, we always knew he wanted to play. I don't think this guy wants to sit on the bench. He wants to play. And just to have that guy on the bench available in the World Series, if Abreu gets hurt, if anybody gets hurt, to have to have uh, Yuli Gurriel on the bench, oof, I think it's awesome. I have a pineapple shirt. I'm wearing pineapple socks right now, <laughs> all because of Yuli Gurriel. Love the guy. And that's it. That's it for our show, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed it half as much as Tom and I did. And for Tom, I'm on, I'll let you say it. Go ahead. Say bye, Tom. <laughs> and for Tom, this is Rob. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. I remember that time you said, what did you, I, I said, tell him bye, Tom. And you go, bye, Tom. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Monday. That's tomorrow. And Wednesday, a couple of guests. Look forward to that. It should be pretty awesome. See you next time.